I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Howdy, 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 how? Did Jane greet you again telling you it was going to be recorded? She always does. <sighs> We're besties. We go way back. I'm so glad you guys have a consistent relationship where she just disappeared on me, but it's fine. That's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Listen, it is the only consistent relationship that I have. Don't take this from me. <laughs> well, and me, so we can bitch about shit. Uh, speaking of bitching about shit, you ready for another one? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I want to complain about things for a change because I never do that in my life. <laughs> okay, and this chunk, like, it's it's really fucked up. Like, this project that we're doing, too, it's like one of those, like, of course I love these movies. I always love these movies blindly. The more I watch it, I'm like, did I like this movie? because no we liked a representation of something that we loved and that's i think that's it i think that's it i think that's it i think that's it i'm like no i blindly love these movies and these characters and everything is great and then the more we scrutinize it i'm like actually i kind of no. hated that part and we're gonna yeah. get into one of those parts and it's drunk so let's go um i said so we've left the awkward and quiet scenes of the last chunk and we enter an even more awkward scene and we talked about this briefly with the vomcom girls um on that episode but this scene where Harry and Ginny are going to the room of requirement, I said, which is now oh, the again. The room is behind the, it's the, behind the unicorn tree again. I wrote that. I said, so wait, real quick, because last chunk, I didn't mention it, but Malfoy definitely goes up to a stone wall and he closes his eyes and he's inside again. I'm like, oh, no tapestry. This one, tapestry again. I'm like, okay, so is it in two different locations? Or are we on two different sides of the, the room itself? I feel like for movie canon, they came up with this idea that it can be anywhere. And like I said, it's unplottable, like, sure, but it's still in a central location. There's still somewhere that you have to go to get to it. Thank you. Hey. So, okay, they go to the tapestry now, I guess. Um, anyway, once inside, the pair hear rustling and find that it's the poor blackbird that Malfoy stuck in the vanishing cabinet. Ooh, two things before that happens. Oh, yeah. Um, one... I said this already, I'm gonna reiterate because once again, I literally paused in multiple places and tried to clock any single item in that fucking room. But they did such a good job of making it basically impossible to discern any particular thing. Yes. It's just piles and piles of stuff. And you can see a bit of something sticking out here and maybe that sticking out there. There was a moment that I slowed it down and I thought for like a second that the Triwizard Cup was in there. Oh shit. It's not. No. <laughs> but just th that particular frame, I was like, is that? No, no, it's not. It's just reminiscent enough of props that you're like, oh, it could probably be this. Like it could possibly be yeah. this. And it's nothing actually. Everything looks like it's in the right place, but you don't actually recognize anything. It's so cool. Like we said, like there's a lot to look at, but nothing at all. But I also kind of want to yeah, be there. A lot to I look at, nothing to it. see. It's very weird. Uh, and I also, the other thing, I just clocked for the first time the mirror behind them as they enter. And it makes the room recognizable as the place where they held the DA meetings. Wait, what? So like the door closes behind them and it shows a shot like over harry or jenny's shoulder i forget which and you see the mirror you know how that whole wall was just a fucking mirror you yeah. see that mirror again and it shows the archways that are no like hanging shit. and don't go all the way to the floor and it's like oh okay now i see that room that we know i see the place that we spent time in last year 
Well, and how I justify I hadn't the, up until then. And how I justify that too is I just kind of think of like the room of requirement has a bunch of stuff in it, so I can tell you, like, for what you require, maybe we have that. You require some mirrors to see yourselves practicing. We have that. We'll present it in this version. You don't need it in another version. We're going to take that out, and we're going to only keep in. Hey, we have these bookcases. Like, we're like right it's, in it's my a, brain, that is also how it should work. Yeah, it's a versatile room because it actually has all of these supplies in it and it could just present what it, you actually need according to it oh i love this room i love this room i love that but i hate yeah. the scene um and before we get i'm sorry i have another thing before we get to the bird, bird. please um oh, bird. i have a book bitch here and that is just absolutely nope like he he is supposed to be hiding this book so frantically like he literally had it with That's him right. in the bathroom in the last chunk oh in the movie he has it with him in the movie he has it with him in the fucking bathroom that's right like snape could easily have seen it in his hand yeah and as we talked about last episode there was no fucking punishment no consequences for slashing a kid open nothing just whatever he is supposed to be so frantic that he doesn't even know what he's done not that he would have recognized it for what he did but like he accidentally finds a horcrux in this moment in the book which again not damn it Ginny! like this isn't a game you little <laughs> hussy like he almost killed draco and he's now supposed to be finding one of the biggest fucking plot points in the seventh book but instead it's just it's kissy time shut your mouth close your eyes <laughs> i Close them so when you I won't say, be hmm. listen, you little whore. Oh, we will not call her a whore. I we am not, not slut shaming. We will not I slut shame definitely her. Definitely came on onto men in libraries, but listen. <laughs> well, I have questions now. No, she's not a whore, but she definitely is. Like this scene has been reduced so much. That's what we don't like about it. It's like it's been reduced to oh, but they're gonna kiss somewhere private. No, this is supposed to be. <clears throat> this is supposed to be an important. This is supposed to be a really tense key. moment and a really yes. big fucking deal in the overall plot line of the nope. story, she's not just time. this movie. Silly. Uh, I, I I'm feel sorry you. for calling her a whore. She's not a whore, but she's she does move through men quite quickly. <gasps> anyway okay. all right that's always implied and then in the books it's like i was just trying to get over harry sure anyway um uh -huh. we've also all done that anyway uh, true. no judgment i so okay so we get to the vanishing cabinet we find a little um blackbird is alive of the two birds the blackbird and the white bird i said really quick what are we doing here are we doing the white innocent bird had to die but we're representing that the black evil bird could thrive and survive in this thing like i think there's symbolism okay. here that we're doing and i don't like it because the birds are so, just birds <laughs> interesting observation i didn't take it for that i, I had definitely like absolutely forgotten that this happened because but it's not really yeah right because it's not canon and if you're not last episode we talked a lot about breadcrumbs and if you're not following that carefully this doesn't fit but i actually kind of love this as a continuation of the last episode where we see that empty birdcage and we get the implication that draco has tried again and it, this should be an aha moment of oh he did it yeah he succeeded in what he was trying to do. He got it to go from Hogwarts to Nocturne Alley and back alive. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that it really doesn't read that way unless you're analyzing things as closely as we are. And I actually really love what you just said about like the white 
bird. The innocence had to die. Purity and innocence. So the darkness could survive. Is going to die in this situation. And, you know, the darkness is going to thrive. That's fascinating. Uh, I wonder if that was intentional or they just got Oh, lucky. I fully think it was. <laughs> no, I fully think it was. Otherwise, both birds would have been the same color. I think they very distinctly picked a white and a black one. And I think white one is actually kind of even, even representing uh, Malfoy maybe going into this as innocent as as a young boy just trying to prove himself but only the darkness a part of himself is actually going to succeed oh god i hate it put that english degree to work ma'am <laughs> god bless so whatever whatever the symbolism is behind these birds surviving or dying whatever so movie is just using this moment for jenny to throw out this awkward line you never know what you'll find up here see i'm like i girl has she been here before i what the fuck you. Thank you. Even Harry had to go room of requirement, like just to fill us all in because we haven't been here in a movie. Like, but like again, this moment in the book where he walks past the wall three times and he's like, "I need a place to hide something. I need a place to hide something. I need a place to hide something." Whatever. He opens it like in the book. It talks about how shocked he is that he's in this cathedral-sized room. Like he has never seen this form of the room of requirement before. Right. But Jenny's just fucking up here, being like. <laughs> <laughs> I knew all about it. I love hiding shit. Like, you could argue that she was trying to hide Tom Riddle's diary, but she just chucked that in a toilet because she wasn't very she smart. She just threw that in a toilet. No, ma'am. No. So, no. How she knows about this, why we're up here, oh, fuck it. Um, so, now this gross, icky part where the string music... <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Now this gross, icky part where the string music plays as Ginny hides the book while he has she has harry close his eyes and then comes back for another i said another standing awkward kiss that we love in these movies again no kisses are ever organic or sexy or like romantic it's just hold still i'm gonna put my mouth on yours and i <laughs> don't love it i know yeah, you've argued that as teenagers but right but why do i hate this so much is it just that they have literally zero chemistry there's that there's for sure is that it is it that they rewrote the storyline completely, which I obviously do have a huge issue with. And why? Was it just to bring them together since there's no Quidditch final to celebrate? Oh, right. Because like in the book, that's how they get together. That's Harry has detention yep. and Ginny goes and wins the Quidditch championship. And so they make out when Harry gets up to the Gryffindor Tower. It just feels weird and forced. You never feel like it is. You don't see them spend enough time together in the movies to really give a fuck about any non-existent chemistry that should be there. Like, I don't really care. It's just happening. You're just doing this to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, then he opens his eyes and I said, poof, she's gone. <laughs> that was Goodbye. Good. Interesting choice. She's just gone. Anyway, um, next we have the hilarious, I put in quotes, uh, <laughs> line from Ron. Did you and Ginny do it then? While you're walking and talking in the hallway, meeting, did you hide the book? Uh, so the this movie slug. is all about sex. This movie is all about sex. And I, I want to unsee it. <laughs> I want to unsee it. I want to go back to when I didn't realize that was the case. Um, <laughs> I, I go back to mishearing lines. <laughs> speaking of mishearing lines, yeah. I completely jumped over a note earlier. Uh, after she kisses him, she says that can stay up here too if you want or something oh, like that yeah i have always said that she i have always thought that she said i can stay up here too if you want and thought that was so weird because <laughs> then she leaves like oh. are you are you saying he can come and find you there oh that's a good one yeah very that face y'all can't see the face that she's making but very that face <laughs> i'm glad i'm not the only one going 
don't want that. No, 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 no. So yeah, uh, Ron is asking Harry if he banged his sister. It's great. And I said, so now like enter Slughorn to awkwardly end this conversation. And it's really kind of a nothing scene. It's a nothing like uh, he's just awkward and leaves. And Ron says, no luck then. And he goes, that's what I need to do. I need to take the luck. I just wrote, he needs to take the liquid luck he won from Slughorn to get the secret he needs from Slughorn. Brilliant. God, I hate him. I shouldn't say I hate him on the podcast, but I kind of hate Harry. Um, So now we're back in the Slughorn. <laughs> Oops, that's not a thing. Now we're back in the common room watching Harry Potter's chug a mini liquor bottle, I said. <laughs> the sound effect from it and the size of it. Let me think of like yeah, those minis that you it's get. It's definitely one of those little one, 1. 1.5 ounce bottles. Yeah. Yeah. All I could think was like the liquor stores and the little tiny. Anyway, so he's chugging that. We're not well versed in those or anything. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> definitely sober friends. Uh, so once he chugs that in front of Hermione and Ron, they ask how he feels. And I said, and now we kick into dopey, dumb Harry Potter mode. And I. Okay. <sighs> I, uh... I'm going to try okay. not to get angry. Um, before we talk about that, I want to say. I guess this is a book bitch, technically. I realize that they don't need the other half of the potion for the Battle of the Astronomy Tower because the Battle of the Astronomy Tower doesn't happen in the movie. Correct. We don't know that, like, Flitwick gets seriously injured. We don't know about the barrier at the base of the stairs that will only let Death Eaters up. It's just very, uh, Death Eaters got in and now they're here and now they're going to leave. So I get it. They don't need the other half of the potion for a plot point. But this seems like such a waste. Like, it's clearly the afternoon, and he chugs the whole bottle, which is enough for one perfect day. I'm like, so you going to sleep through half of that then? Well, doesn't Slughorn say, like, one drop of this will... Or is that the liquid death? At least, like, one no, drop yeah, will help yeah, yeah, you yeah. and all your... No, you're thinking of the draught of the living death. One drop okay. would kill us all. Okay. Um... But yeah, in the book, he just takes a, a measured gulp, I think is the terminology that they use. And then during the Battle of the Astronomy Tower, which is a couple a of thing. episodes down, um, well, and also not a thing, the rest of Dumbledore's army each takes a sip, which helps them all through the battle. I think Ginny even says, like, it's a good thing that we have the had the potion. Some of the spells were just missing us or some of the curses were just missing yes. us. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was such a more interesting use of the liquid luck than to use it all for this Harry Potter on crossfaded, maybe? Is, I feel like that's where is he's he at. Is he high? Is he drunk? Is he... He's manic. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't it. like it at and all. It's supposed I think to be it's like a funny stupid. performance, and I just find it irritating, actually. I've never found it, it cute. I've always been like, this is just weird. It's like Harry Potter stoned. Like, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, it's some version of stoned or drunk or crossfaded or just having a manic episode i just call him dopey so we're gonna call him dopey harry in this chunk um great so after harry chugs it um hermione tries to kind of like repeat a plan of action of like slughorn has dinner at this time he takes a walk and he returns at this time and harry just flips the script and says never mind i'm gonna go to hagrid's house just feel like it's the place to be tonight you know and <sighs> that line i had to look it up that line is in the book but I don't like his delivery of it. His delivery is stupid. And then when he like walks out of the room too, and people are coming back, coming into the common room, he goes, hi. I go, so dopey Harry is also friendly to other people. Like that's yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. It's mania. It's full on just, we don't know who this person is. This is suddenly, which, okay. Yes. He's under the effects of a potion, but 
it is never indicated that that's what it does. No. And no one knows this guy. Nobody knows friendly, happy Harry. Like, uh-oh, what does that say about you as a person? <laughs> like, you're, we're used to seeing brooding emo Harry. So maybe check yourself. Anyway, so he's he's on his little mission now. Uh, he sneaks up on Slughorn at the greenhouses, which I said, also, again, have not seen the greenhouses in a minute. This made me happy, too. Yeah, I like the venomous tentacula. Yeah. Well, he approaches and scares Slughorn. And I guess he also has no filter now and just says everything he thinks out loud. Yep. So they have this kind of quick conversation of why is Slughorn snipping these things? And is he afraid of getting caught? And then Harry does his dumb little, these plants always kind of freaked me out. Hmm. Uh, I can't shake my head enough. You guys can't see this. but <laughs> um, So Harry starts to walk away. And Slughorn asks where he's off to. And he says that he's going to go to Hagrid's. That he's a very dear friend of his. And he just feels like paying a visit. Not how it goes in the book uh no <laughs> there's a reason he's what's with the weird there. voice thing uh, uh, like by all means, all by means come along i like, hate what is this i just said harry's a real shit here like honestly it's like going to be like um detention like detention are you talking to me like that get the for? fuck back in the castle you, you little you know twerp what? like what why are you talking you know what i know i was avoiding you but you're being a little asshole right now you get back here I, and I said too, unfortunately, though, but it's like, it's honestly, sadly, like the most personality he's had this entire movie. Oh, absolutely. He's just been delivering lines up to this point. So, and that's why, and that's why people will specifically point to this scene when they talk about things that they like about the Harry Potter films. And it's like, no, yes, okay, he's being quote unquote funny for a minute, but it makes no fucking sense. That's not his personality. He's just and if off that's the rails completely. Yeah. If this is him, um, gross. Like, and unless like you said, like, Slughorn's motivation to go down to Hagrid's is to try and get some acromantula venom. Yeah. Because he understands, he knows it's valuable. Yeah. What In what world would, it, would a teacher just follow him down there? Especially a kid that he's been avoiding recently. He'd be like, okay, well, this kid seems to be going through some shit. Bye. <laughs> like, it would, there'd have to be some motivation for why is he following him? And there isn't. We just, he just, nope. We just need him to, so he does. Anyway, so <laughs> the pair now, I'm just going to skip all that stupid bullshit of the, this be counterproductive. Why'd you say that? No idea. I'm just high manicary. Uh, the pair arrive at Hagrid's side to see this comically dead spider on its back. Never found that that funny before. Kind of funny today, seeing it just. <laughs> Kind of um, funny. Does he look smaller than he was in the Chamber very of Secrets? Much so. yes. Okay, maybe he was sick. Well, we know he was sick, so maybe he lost a bunch of weight while he was sick. We know Old people, people shrivel, and yeah, hundred percent. And spiders always look smaller when they're curled up in a ball like that. So, I'll let it go. So Slughorn asks Hagrid how he killed this acromantula, and Hagrid explains it was actually his best friend. Harry does some more dopey shit where he says Hagrid says like that they're unnerving and he just that and the pincers click 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 look again I even know a lot of people love the pincers moment I don't it's just so off I like okay I know I'm I'm cherry picking here where campy humor is okay yeah no you can because sometimes it works and sometimes it's just quiet and weird I know and I know they've got them all weird because of the Felix releases but this is just this is not my favorite moment well even Hagrid looks unnerved Hagrid looks like, are what you the okay? Fuck? Yeah. I've known you since you were literally a baby. Are you cool? <sighs> Pincers. <laughs> I also noted just Hagrid just looks tired anyway. Looks tired right now. 
He looks a little older. He's got the dreads look going. He looks a little. Yeah, a little... he looks like he's been on a bad bender, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hagrid looks haggard. Um, Slugward asks. Oh. Is that it? Proud of myself. I didn't say Hag. Um, Slugward asks. That too. Thank you. Um, Slugor now asks if it's okay if he can desecrate the corpse a bit and <laughs> extract some venom while breaking off like a little limb. That's fine. Um, okay. So, yes, I'm a hypocrite. Now. That's funny. I That's funny. <laughs> and I think it's in character with Jim's portrayal of Slughorn. I don't think that his portrayal of Slughorn is particularly close to the character that we know in the books. Right. But, like, this to is use funny. your word, the idea of a doddering old oaf who's also an opportunist like yeah that's funny that's especially funny. when he like picks it up and then just like doesn't know what to do with it that's gold like <laughs> it's like we uh put this down and continue my mission okay anyway like, okay okay i'm on board you got me back you pulled me back in right and then i'm gonna smooth it over with a, like a eulogy for this fucking dead spider i'm like you know what no i don't know <laughs> in this moment it fucking works um and i said the one thing i'm gonna always give this scene because i'm a spotify whore who lets them create um, play, playlist for me every day that have movie scores. I'm always going to give this movie score part. It's called um, Farewell to Aragog song. Props. Aww. I love it. It's actually very pretty. This like bagpipe music. You are a nerd. It's what I listen to all day, every day. It's very pathetic Great. that I listen to Great. scores <laughs> literally all day. It's I'm I my. Um, let's not say pathetic because I have become obsessed with YouTube channels that just create uh, hours and hours of ambient music. Today I listened to one that was a Halloween in the cemetery. <laughs> anyway, um, so I like this music very much. The music is good. That's kind of a cute eulogy that he gives to is like it's actually kind of very eloquent i actually do not mind slughorn's eulogy for poor little aragog no I, this is and this is more of an observation i love that they really just put the castle in the corner of any shot and we just have to accept that yes that's where the castle is <laughs> like this one is it's not quite as egregious as the buffoonery that is the end of the prisoner of azkaban but it still feels off because we see them with Hagrid's hut behind them, but then the camera angle changes and we're behind them, and the castle is not where it should be. <laughs> it's like the movie is afraid that we're going to forget that we're at Hogwarts. No, no, no. We yes. we still fully know it's okay. Like, look, look, to... you can you can still see the castle. It's right there. You can see the castle. It's right there. It's not the it's Disney right castle. You don't have to put it at the beginning of every movie. We remember that's a Disney movie. It's really okay. And like, anyway, so this bizarre fake dead spider funeral ends and we are at Hagrid and his dreads cabin. I said, oh, by the way, Fang has changed again. I'm pretty sure. That is not Fang from movies one and two for sure. I did not clock that. I believe That's a you. different doggy. It's a different dog. I think it changes like three times. Anyway, um, Slughorn and Hagrid are getting drunk and weepy while Harry Potter claps. I said like a monkey in the corner in enjoyment. <laughs> it's Oh, I hate it. Yes, he's fully having a manic episode. As someone who has manic episodes, this is what it looks like. I don't think it does. I've uh, <laughs> nope. I've known you a long time. I don't think I've ever noticed you clapping like a goddamn toy monkey in the corner with symbols. Um, Fuck. There were some things that happened. We don't need to discuss them. We're gonna keep that out. Um. So he. So at this point now. 
we launched it to, I said, a made up story about a fucking fish that Harry Potter's mother conveniently gifted to this professor. Oh, no. Do you want me to even iterate it? I like this. Do you really? Yes. I'm sorry. End. I love this. Nope. End podcast. Look, End. I, I will go so far as to say I wish it was in the book. I think it's beautiful wow. and lovely and possibly the best thing that was added to the films. <sighs> lovely Lily. It's such a sweet story. I really, I am flabbergasted that you don't like this. It is so charming and it makes don't me Don't just because like of the Slughorn. convenience of it, of like, your mother just happened to be the only student that gave me a fucking pet. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't say, well, okay, that's a very rare thing. How many pets did you give to teachers in yeah, high school? Zero. That's true. That's so true. that would stick out to a teacher. That would be a really special moment. Okay. And you know what, though? It does serve the purpose of, like, he's kind of in a vulnerable state. And he's like, by the way, that fish that I was talking about, a pet that I cared for, that obviously Air, um, Hagrid just cared for his, par his pet, Aragog. Like, this is something that I cared about, and it passed, by the way, the origin story. And I'm in this weepy kind of state of, like, remembrance. It, it does work for that. Fine, I'll give you that. I will let you like it. I just find it too convenient. Anyway, um... It explains this discovery that but you're wrong fish... it sucks and it's too convenient bye <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm just mad at the convenience maybe not the... it doesn't suck well i'll give you that but he explains um discovery of a fishbowl on his desk one day and there was a lily petal and the petal sank to the bottom and made a fish and that was officially loved and then uh oh one day the fish is gone gone and it's because his mother died so the magic died great anyway but he looks at hagrid i did like this part i said slughorn finally cuts the shit and says i know why you're here but i can't help you it would ruin me and that's where we end. We, we end here for a reason. It's a specific reason you'll see next week. It makes more sense. But it's a very like, okay, let's let's both stop this kind of song and dance we've been doing of avoiding each other. I know what you want, but I'm not going to do it to The only other note that I have here is that Hagrid's like, sleep now. <laughs> 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 like, obviously, probably not uh, um, a conscious choice. Um but that that was good shit. Was I have convenient. done that. I have done that. Fully been a part of a conversation and then not anymore. Yeah, so interesting end to the chunk, but my God. And I did like, though, I will give it that Harry, when he's sitting like a monkey on the fucking stool, he does finally, his face drops too. His like veneer of being silly and dopey kind of drops of like, okay, actually you've cut the shit. Let me cut the shit too. I need your help. So we'll get into more yeah, of that next and, time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, got a couple questions for you. Yes. What would you hide away, like a potions book in the room of requirement? Um, I, I, we're, we're in total agreement on this. It's Manic Harry. Yeah. This is a oh. dumb portrayal of him on, like, okay, if I have to defend it in some way, which I'm trying to view mm. things as we progress in this podcast, I'm trying to grow a little bit and see things from the creator's point of view as a creator myself. But, like, the only thing I can come up with is in the book, I don't remember the specific wording, but it talks about him just being, like, filled with uh, an overwhelming sense of certainty and confidence. And it's like, how do you, how do you portray that? How do you okay. see that? So they had to make a choice. I don't like this choice. Yeah. I maybe kind of understand where they were coming from. Still think it's stupid. Correct. And I would cut it. I would ask them to make another choice. What about you? What would you... 
hideaway in the remember requirement forever and cut. That's absolutely what I had. Oh, mana carry, cool. Love it's a that. Dopey Love performance with Felix Felicis. Get, I don't. We didn't. We needed something else. Like if he was just confident and he was just speaking loudly and speaking strongly and like, yeah, I'm confident that this is the right choice. Don't worry about it, guys. I got this. That'd have been fine. I'd be cool with that. Why would he make him kind of stupid at the same time? I'm like, ah, didn't need it. Didn't need it. What would you keep and hide away like a vial of acromantula venom? Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, we're definitely not going to agree on this um, because it's the lily fish story. <laughs> I... Just the way that he says it, it was he says something along the lines of it was such simple and beautiful magic. Wondrous like, to behold. Wondrous to behold. Like that's so, and it's this teacher remember and uh, god i feel like i mentioned this every week lately but like i used to work in school so i do have students okay. that i think about very very fondly that that and i have these interactions that are like you know what i'm gonna remember that forever i'm never gonna talk to you again i'm never gonna see you again i don't even yeah. know if you're still alive but like in that moment that was a really special connection that we held that was maybe formative for, for both of us okay that i respect what about you? What are you shysting away like some acromantula venom? Mine is very meta. It's outside of this movie again. Um, the score over the Aragog funeral. <laughs> it's very pretty and I like it. And it's it's very it's a lovely pretty. little moment. That's it. Anyway, did you got a puke this week? Yeah. Uh, okay. So this topic is a bone of contention for a lot of people understandably because in the same way that polyjuice potion and time turners are arguably overused to explain away issues and to use you know sometimes as a shortcut to just get people out of things um the room of requirement has a lot of plot holes in it and so my question here isn't necessarily a plot hole though the answer does have a plot hole in it um does the room of requirement become that like giant vault of lost or hidden things for everyone that needs to hide something? For example, like Harry has a book. That's all he needs hidden. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about there is a story about the twins in the book in book five having hidden in there once when they were trying to get away from Filch, but then it was just a broom cupboard. Yeah. So I'm like, look, if you just need to hide a book, like, why didn't it just become a, a closet or, or a, a cabinet even, or a drawer? Like, um, Because we needed the plot to happen. <laughs> right, we needed the plot to happen, but like, you understand that that does create somewhat of a hole. Like, if everyone that needs something hidden is taken to the same room, it's not exactly hidden. Correct. Yeah, because th other things can be discovered. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's weird because we know that two and seven, they said it was a lot smaller when just a few of us were needing to hide out. And then it expanded, expanded, expanded as more students came. Yeah. It even added a bathroom. So it expands and changes as needs arise. So you would think that if you need to hide something that absolutely cannot be found it would not just become this vault full of lost things lost forgotten hidden whatever objects like the presence of the vanishing cabinet in there implies that it's not just a place for things that need to be hidden 
but also things that need to be stored, maybe things that are forgotten. And can be found again. And can be found again. Interesting. Okay. What'd you I find mean, out? it's so I, I, I mean, there's no, it is unanswerable. It, it, the room obviously repeats appearances. You know, we see this version of the room several times and, um, and we know from other canonical moments that yes, this giant room full of lost and or hidden things exists, but there are some real issues with that. A couple I've always brought up, but the biggest one that really doesn't like fulfill its promise as a place to hide something it's for, you know, three of our leads, Draco and Harry and Voldemort, all need a place to hide something where it won't be found. And right. it goes to a place where it is, in fact, found. And mm -hmm. so the, the room is not doing what it's designed to do. And, like, just the logic here, I could go down a rabbit hole and I'm going to reel myself in a little bit, but I want to say this last thing. Would Voldemort really have been dense and or arrogant enough to overlook the fact that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of items piled up here. Like, obviously other people have been in this room. If it's a room where people hide things, like, what was he thinking? Was he think, thinking that I the think chaos even, would conceal the diadem? Like, I think he even a, mentioned that his arrogance was that he thought he was the only one who knew it existed. And Malfoy too was the only one who probably thought he knew it existed. And Harry, yeah, that is like, who's who is dumb enough to think that? Like if it's if it's a pile Everyone. of other things, how how well, are you so that's the they only say, one who knows that it exists? That's what they say later. Neville really gets this room and knows how to close the loopholes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Neville thinks a little bit more than all these three arrogant assholes you just mentioned. So I'm I'm fully confident that they're arrogant enough to think that they are the only ones that have been in there, and they I am the only one who knows about it. So nobody will. Yeah, that's men. <laughs> Neville's a little yeah, more sensitive and, and men smart. Men have tunnel vision, and they don't see things that don't apply to them. It serves so, my you know, purpose, bitch. It would serve other people's piles purpose and too. piles of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting though. That yeah. Why didn't you guys think of like? well, this is a lot of stuff. Obviously, other people have been here, right? They're not thinking that far ahead. They're pretty short-sighted. Right. So hmm. I can excuse Harry, which I very rarely do, um, because he's just trying to hide this for the moment. He wants to be able to find it again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he even tries to mark where it is by putting a bust and That's a wig right. and a tiara mm -hmm. on top of the cabinet in which he found it. But there is some text in that section where he's trying to hide the book about, you know, objects that students had obviously hidden there to avoid getting into trouble in the past. And so like, there is some observation there in his brain that, oh, somebody else has been in my shoes and yeah. used this room for this exact purpose. But that just seems like such an egregious oversight on Voldemort's part, especially after putting like multiple protective enchantments and curses on all of his other horcruxes to just be like, oh, I'll put this in this room. It's fine. I think he said something like I plumbed the deepest secrets of Hogwarts. Like, no, you didn't, bitch. <laughs> like, you thought you did. You thought you did because you're an arrogant little shitbag. But also, you didn't. Yeah, didn't. interesting. Fun to it think is about. interesting. Yeah, to think how the room. Well, I mean, we've seen the movies. The room location itself shifts, so purpose yeah. can shift too. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. that's all we have for you this week. Make sure you check us out on the socials. We have YouTube. We have TikTok. We have Instagram. <laughs> uh, 
All of those are at HP Movie Minutes. You're going to want to head over there and check them out. Make sure you give us a follow so you stay up to date on what's going on. Uh, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, I will see you next week. I'll see you pretty face next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye now. Yeah, none of the Order of the Phoenix even show up in this movie at the end when they are all escaping. Nope. You're right. It's literally just the Death Eaters and then they bounce out. Yep. What a waste. But we get had in, a, we had to burn kill down. the leader of the Order of the Phoenix and get out. <laughs> and then we had to burn down Hagrid's house as well as the burrow. Sure. The Hagrid's house actually happened, but the burrow, we, we wasted we wasted valuable anyway. <laughs> this is why we love this. Uh ba 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 ba.